Hey there, and welcome back to Scopophilia. We are the millennial movie movement, and I, of course, am your host, Becky Teller. And whoa, guys, we are back for season three. I mean, it's pretty insane to think that we have already had a full year of scopophilia, of millennial perspective on film, and just in general having a pretty damn good time. And we're not stopping. We are only picking up momentum as we continue our discussions with film fanatics, musicians, artists, anybody under the sun who is willing to talk about their favorite film is welcome on my show. And this episode, of course, is no different. I had to start this season off with a bang. And what better way to do that than to have the one and only beautiful, talented, activist, artist, singer, drag performer, Miss Peppermint. That is right. We have RuPaul Drag Race alumni, Miss Peppermint, on the show. And one, she's a delight, of course. She picked a movie that I had never seen before. I'm a little ashamed to say. Uh, a film that I've never seen before, but also a classic a cult film, if you will, and a horror movie, which we don't get a lot, a lot of horror movies on the show. And I'm always really excited when people decide to bring a horror movie on and... At the end of the day, it was just a mixture of all of my favorite things between, you know, drag performers who I really, really think are so talented and and horror films and talking about movies with with someone from that community. It was just honestly so much fun. And I love when we get, you know, people from RuPaul's or other artists. And it honestly just makes my day when they come on talking about film and it was such a wonderful experience just talking with Peppermint about her favorite film, which she has described as being Return of the Living Dead. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm so glad to have you guys back. You look amazing, if I do say so myself. But we are here for season three. And so let's kick this thing off with my conversation with Miss Peppermint about her favorite film, the Return of the Living Dead. Enjoy! Scopophilia is the newest thing to hit the market. Defined as deriving aesthetic pleasure from looking at something, it's the new craze sweeping the nation. Taken in large doses, side effects can include an addictive nature to have more film content. If this increase occurs, consult no one and keep listening. Hey, Scopophiliacs, and welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia, the podcast. I am ecstatic. I am honored. Uh, you know her from RuPaul's, but she is an activist, an actress, singer, songwriter, and most recently, ACLU's first ever trans justice ambassador. It is the one and the only fabulous 
Peppermint. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> Hello. I'm excited to be on the show. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful to have you. And I mean, first and foremost, how are you doing? I know the pandemic is slowly, you know, coming to a strange close, I guess you could say. But I mean, how are you doing in all of that? I'm doing okay. Thank you. I mean, look, all things considered, which is, I should probably get that put on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> all things considered, I'm doing great. Um, you know, there's, uh, I do think that while we obviously had a tough year and we certainly are deserving, we're wanting and we are deserving of a way to sort of let go um, and move on. I do think that the, the, We've gone through a lot of chapters with COVID. I don't think, I don't think we're quite, the book isn't quite closed yet. I think there's like an epilogue or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting. Absolutely. Absolutely. This fall, it's called (laughs) Delta. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know it's been a long time in the making because you are a busy girl out and about working. (laughs) Thank you so much for being so flexible and everything. Yeah, it's been all over the place, my schedule. And, you know, now that we are starting to, things are starting to resume and Mm -hmm. um, it's like, there's a lot happening. And now it seems like people are trying to make it all happen at the same time last minute. Of and course. so it's like, oh, wait, wait when are you, are you available last week? Let's go. You know, it's like, oh. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy to get you here. I'm more than happy to be flexible for wonderful people like you to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I was pretty shocked by the film you picked, which is Return of the Living Dead. I didn't see that Why? one coming. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was wondering if maybe there would be like a drag element to the film, like maybe something like a Rocky Horror or like a musical aspect or I don't know, maybe like something a little more lighthearted. Although I guess this is kind of a dark comedy in a way. But I mean, tell me the the thought process of, you know, why this movie? Well, it's definitely one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Th- that's just it. <laughs> Love that. Love <laughs> and that. And <laughs> I know we were talking, we were, you and I were talking a little bit about um, possibly doing another film. And I, and I, and then I was like, you know, I mean, I have a lot to say about that other film, but <laughs> this one is like my, it's, and I've never really had the opportunity to, to really go in and talk. I mean, it's just like, up until now, I guess it had been a, I don't know, not, not a guilty pleasure, but sort of a secret. Like people know that I like scary movies, but didn't know. I don't think they, I've never talked about this film much with anyone, especially not right. on a podcast. And so <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, let's do Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I, I will admit it's, it was my first time watching it last night. And then again this morning to like go through it again and be like, did I miss anything? Like I must have like, it almost feels like a fever dream while I'm watching it. I should have warned you that it's just a zombie movie, but it's a great zombie movie. And I've got lots of reasons why. Absolutely. Well, I am ready to hear them, girl. Like let's, let us get into this. And so what, you know, first and foremost, what would you say is like, the shortest brass tacks synopsis you could give about this movie, people who haven't seen it. Well, it's a follow-up to Night of the Living Dead, the mm-hmm. great zombie uh, 
masterpiece by George A. George A. Romero, and it is follows a young group of punk kids who find themselves <laughs> in a cemetery having to fend off the zombies and save the world. That's like the shortest version. Absolutely. Well, well done. Of course, you hit all of the marks. And so, I mean, it this movie is so strange. And, you know, you kind of have like a thought process when you hear Living Dead and, you know, Night of the Living Dead and, you know, all mm-hmm. of those things. So I kind of went in with an ex- expectation of like what I thought it was going to be. And then it was something <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Good. Well, I, I, um, this movie is, quintessential 80s for mm. sure it came out in 85 yeah and it's totally 80s um <laughs> to use the 80s valley girl accent <laughs> um that's probably you know uh problematic these to do but um and yeah the, the, i think the the one some of the things that we love about zombie movies, or that I love about zombie movies, and you hear people talking about when they talk about zombie movies today compared to zombie movies of yesteryear, is the the speed and the agility that the zombies have to, in in current movies. Uh, how 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 they're thinking, how like you can see their their thought process and how they use their brains in today's versus like Night of the Living Dead. They were just kind of you know moaning and groaning and just mm-hmm. like bumping into things, you know, like like a, a Roomba, you know, like vacuum, like not knowing <laughs> right. what was what. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I know that there's a lot of, uh, films that take credit for like the super fast zombie, like, uh, 28 days later. And also mm. the remake of Dawn of the dead, uh-huh. um, which they do. Like, that's the first time that it was like frighteningly, like they almost seems like they can fa- run faster than a regular person. That's right. like, Superhuman speed, but Return of the Living Dead doesn't get enough credit for being the the film that really started the change of all those zombies. And I found out much later that I think John Russo and George A. Romero, they, they were the partners who made the original Night of the Living Dead, uh, had a difference of creative opinion, and the the franchise after one movie veered off into two different ways. Um, the Dead series, which is George A. Romero's. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all the things of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Living Dead series, which is John Russo's like storyline. Um, and they're all about zombies and they are rooted in the same realities. But um, Return of the Living Dead, this film, apparently he wanted to do, this was the first one that he, first zombie movie he made after Re- Night of the Living Dead. Right. And he wanted them to be very different thinking zombies that are thinking zombies that are actually characters in the show in the movie um and and so they're able to move very fast they're able to like they're kind of cunning you know like (laughs) (laughs) trapping people and you know they they set a lot of traps in return of living dead i was like oh my goodness um (laughs) and they retain a lot of their i don't want to say personality traits but like um, some of some of the things that they had, I guess, as people, as humans that were alive, uh, they have as as zombies in in, in this movie. Um, yeah, and and it's the first time that, like, if you ask people what do zombies eat today, they'll tell you brains. It's because of this movie. Yeah, that that, that they before they just ate flesh, <laughs> you know, and now they eat brains. <laughs> 
because of Return of the Living. strange that like you know i i'm used to like the more modern zombies like you know even like world war z they're fast but that was like a standalone like yeah. there's not a lot of thinking there's strategy that goes on after these zombies rise from from the dead they're just like <laughs> okay we have like a trap set up and we can get multiple people at the same time and it's, yeah. it's pretty wild like from start <laughs> to finish <laughs> it is and it's one of those zombie movies that not all of them, but like many of the zombie movies, horror movies in general, hopefully they end with, you know, at least somebody surviving. And th- this one ends the way that a lot of people thought the 80s was going to end. Yeah. Um, in a big old, n- spoiler alert, nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like the from the beginning and then throughout the whole film, I'm like, how are they going to get out of this? Like every single step they make, it seems like adds to more chaos and yeah. death <laughs> like anything you can imagine it's like it's even like a from, domino effect from hell oh yeah. absolutely even from the first zombie it's like okay they've contained it it's in bags they're gonna burn it it's gonna be fine and then it goes up into the clouds and it's like nope that didn't work it made it worse now it's going to everyone yeah <laughs> so then let me ask you as somebody as you know as their favorite film do you have a favorite part or moment in this film Oh, yes. My favorites, <laughs> I mean, it was obvious, especially this probably speaks to my, the the drag sensitivity and sensibilities in me and just like the queer lady sensibility in me. Mm-hmm. When Linnea Quigley, who played Trash, did her strip show, her performance uh-huh. in, the, <laughs> um, in this cemetery mm-hmm. on the tombstone or whatever that thing was, the big old <laughs> coffin mausoleum thing um that was uh that was probably like like a watershed moment for me i was like oh my gosh you know (laughs) and she strips completely naked it's completely disrespectful but of the dead um Uh (laughs) but it's you know uh yeah it was probably my favorite moment just because it was just like this very empowering moment where she was fearless and you know, like, it just seemed like she, the character was playing by a completely different set of rules. And th- I loved that about, you know, this character. Absolutely. Well, and it's so interesting because it kind of happened and it is it is kind of a wow moment of like, wow, she's completely naked head to toe, except for leg warmers. Except which is, for leg warmers. Except for leg warmers. Very 80s. Yes. Very 80s. <laughs> but it's it's pretty shocking of to see in, you know, granted horror movies, you know, you see topless women a lot. But mm-hmm. in this film, it's like head to toe. And I was like, whoa, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> and many of the, the um, naked topless women that we've seen, especially in 80s horror movies, was Linnea Quigley. Uh, because she's a, an, an 80s screen queen. And she was always hired for being topless 
and <laughs> killed with her. She wouldn't, she was always killed naked. Like it's, it, that's her thing. Right. Um, so she's in like four or five or maybe even seven popular <laughs> titles uh, where she's just like naked and she gets naked and killed at Christmas and Halloween. Um, <laughs> it's new. It's um, what is it? It's 4th of July in this movie, oh, um, right. which is yeah. another reason why I chose it. Cause it was literally hey! 4th of July. Yeah. Yes. It's like the same time period. Yes. Um, <laughs> but fun fact, I didn't even know this. And I kind of thought this was strange. You know, this is, maybe TMI, she's not actually completely naked. They mm. have, um, because of the movie and the rating system, she had she had to be covered on the bottom. And so she was nu- nude-ish, and they put basically nude panties that covered her private parts. So, yeah. and it just made it look like she had no private parts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's like, what's going on? Uh, but I guess it was successful, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so interesting, interesting because I had read that today doing some research and had found that too. And like, originally she had had, you know, her natural hair down there. Cause that's what was popular. And then it was, well, you can't show that on TV. So she shaved and then it was, and well, now you like, can see no. everything. No, that can't do that. <laughs> so they like fashion this strange, like mannequin look bottom for her. Which Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> Barbie genitals. Yeah. Just absolutely crazy. And I mean, it is pretty visually striking to see her. And then when she comes back as a zombie, oh, it's even more striking. It's grotesque and it's <laughs> disturbing. It's yeah. like magnificent, but disturbing at the same time. I, and I don't know if that's just me, but like, you know, to see her for the first time coming when she emerges and she's like sh- strutting down the parking lot towards the poor zombie. I felt so, I mean, towards the poor homeless man. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. I was like, no. I know. The fact that he was able to like just on hit through, get his cart and avoid all those droves of zombies that had happened <laughs> earlier. And now here he is and, and by himself. And here's this lady. And he was so excited that there's a naked lady. I felt so, I felt for him. I know. Because I was like, he deserved, you know, some love too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's just like her hair seemed more red. Like her hair was more vibrant. Everything about her seemed more vibrant, mm. uh, which I thought was really interesting because usually zombies become like dull and drab and yeah. gray and obviously no, no life in them. And she just seemed looked more vibrant. Like her skin was like greenish blue, but like a vibrant, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting how they, how they did it. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's, so it's, I mean, like I said, it's striking and she has this like odd coloring and she's vibrant and like really sexy, like, let's be honest. And, Mm -hmm. and then she comes up to the homeless guy and it's almost like her jaw unhinges as she bites people. (laughs) And it almost made me sad that like, we didn't get a close up on her face really. Like it's very quick. Cause I really wanted to kind of soak that in of like, what does she look like now? It's a different face. Like her face changed, which was so Mm -hmm. strange. And I remember thinking, good grief, what happened to her face? (laughs) Uh, Because you know, I dug into the the behind the scenes and all of this Uh stuff. And apparently that's what, uh, obviously that was what they wanted. They wanted her to seem to be a zombie who's, who was just changed in a way that her jaw could unhinge Mm -hmm. and become larger and just like, eat a person in one felt swoop. And so that's what 
her that's what her situation was. I think the reason why they didn't close up on it is because they didn't really have the effects to really show it. Right. It would have just looked stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, and it is it is awesome to go back to these, you know, 80s horror movies because it's all practical effects and and it's mm-hmm. it's the craft of like trying to figure out, well, how do I make that look as real as possible on camera? Like the whole scene where they're sawing the body in half of the first zombie. It's like, you can tell it's like some kind of plastic, but like the guy is in plastic, but it's, I just love it because it's so re- like, I, I have a guy who I know a friend who does um, like prosthetic makeup and stuff like that. And so one of the things he said was like, because it's real because you see it on screen and your brain registers like, oh, that's a real person on screen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that so feels fun. good to, to watch. Everything does. that was happening was happening re- in the moment. And apparently, you know, the reactions, many of the reactions, be- because of the fact that it was a a, a film where um, the actors could see what was going on in the moment, as opposed to like some CGI thing where they just have to pretend that there's a dinosaur, you know, um, <laughs> th- because of that. And also because of the way that they were doing things sort of low budget in the, in that eighties production, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those reactions, many of those reactions were genuine. Like they, they wanted to capture for the first time. And a lot of those reactions for the first time were, were what we saw in film. I really do think that acting in this for a zombie movie is so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is like, like Tina, I think is a little bit much for me, but she's also like playing that character of like, I don't know, not ditzy, but like there's just something kind of airy about her the whole time uh-huh. of like, well, I have to find my boyfriend. It's like it's so one dimensional. <laughs> and and it's right on par for like a horror movie, mm-hmm. but for like a real a movie that feels as realistic, given that like, you know, we're in a zombie I don't know quite yet. If it's the beginnings of a zombie apocalypse. It was pretty contained until the end. Right. Um, but being as though we're in that. Suspension of disbelief is already there, but she, you're right. Like she took, she ended up, I'm sorry. I thought, what, I don't know what that was <laughs> outside. Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh, the storm is starting. Ah, <laughs> you girl, you better watch anyway. out. Them zombies are coming. <laughs> <laughs> the lights just changed and the storm is a here. Um, <laughs> Anyway, you're right. Her part—it's not. She's not getting any awards for that. But um, you know, given that all the characters were supposed to just be kind of one-dimensional versions of themselves, everyone brought a lot more to them than 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 you might expect. You know, then then yeah. and then they'd be asked to do in any other horror movie. I'm right. not defending anybody's acting. <laughs> you know, I was just—it's a nice bonus. To be like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And apparently, I mean, this is, I don't know how much you saw about this. I And I I never had a chance to really examine this. I just knew I liked the movie. Yeah. Until recently. Um, but apparently, the, the cast had the opportunity to rehearse together for mm-hmm. several weeks, which is, v- again, very unusual for a low-budget film. Right. right. And so they... You, they actually seem like they knew each other in the beginning, like friends, like yeah. that group. Like they, like you could see, feel the chemistry, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah. this, I believe that these people all know each other. 
Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, it is true. Like a lot of them give really great performances. Like, um, like Freddie is really great. And Spider, I think is really great. Mm-hmm. Bert and Ernie, which the names alone Bert are hilarious. And Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> totally on accident instead of the Sesame Street characters is what I'm reading. But like, <laughs> how? <laughs> I don't know how that's an accident. Yeah. Se- but- Sesame Street was even more popular in the 80s than it is now. Right. So like you would think he would like have some kind of inkling, but I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is interesting. and And one of the things that really struck me as I was watching it that like was kind of an afterthought was the character of Spider, who is, you know, a person of color in a group Mm -hmm. of like white teenagers in a horror movie and i think there's an expectation in horror movies not you know i think it's with like the jordan peele movies it's becoming less like that but i was i was like oh he's gonna be the first one to die or Mm -hmm. or trash is gonna be the first one to die like one of those two characters that's that's gonna be the one and so i thought it was great that one you know he quote unquote makes it to the end of the movie. And he's a badass the whole time. Like always like, what's the next move? How do we get out of here? Like we have to go back for our friends. We can't go back for our friends. Like I just thought that was so like great for the fact that it's an eighties film and not as progressive as, you know, films are today. But yeah, I, was wondering if, yeah. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. Cause it was something that I thought about. Yeah, of course. I mean, my expectation was that he's going to be the first one to die. Right. And I mean, you're right. Like it's, it's, I don't know if other, other than the fact that they were trying to just do things differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what went into the decision to have him make it all the way to the end or, and not be the first person killed uh, and in fact, not only not have him be the first person killed, but the first person killed be the big, yeah. probably straight white guy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, you know, have him be killed first. And so, uh, I think that, um, yeah, I think it was a very, it's a good decision and I, it did feel good to, to see, I think as a young kid, person of color watching this movie, you know, I mean, I was slightly distracted by the fact that there were zombies, but right. if I was allowed to like bring myself back into reality, right. I think I was like, oh gosh, the one black person didn't just have to just get killed right away. Thank goodness. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and like I said, it was, it, it feels good, you know, and granted, you know, I'm speaking, you know, from a, as a white person. So like, I understand I can't speak to that, but like, I guess... I don't know how to say it, but like, it just felt good that like that was the choice made because it felt like a step mm-hmm. in the right direction, I guess. Absolutely. I think yeah. that, I mean, this, this movie, I think history will treat this movie very well for sure. Yeah. And so it's a definitely a good decision from that, certainly from that standpoint. Absolutely. And he is a, Spider is a, a really sort of no nonsense, you know, straightforward, saying what we're all thinking yeah. sort of um character you know and and that's like one of the you know like not wanting to do anything foolish and telling everybody else they're so stupid you know like <laughs> that is that spider um yeah. and and so i d- i definitely highly respect this character especially considering 
you know, uh, there's a lot of conversation about the zombies sort of being a metaphor for people of color and people from marginalized communities making their way, like the urban sprawl, making its way into the suburbs coming Mm, to get you. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting that you bring up that point because it's, it's something that like didn't cross my mind really until, but yeah, I, I, that totally makes sense. And yeah, I think this movie just in general, I was just, I think I was just delighted by the fact that like, yes, I was kind of horrified at like, like the tar man horrifying to look at, but like, oh my gosh, so (laughs) scary, so scary, but also I'm laughing, but also I'm laughing the whole time through this movie because when they throw the paint can at his head, (laughs) (laughs) so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just like, so it's like, it's extremely. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, that was, is one of the most terrifying things. Like, I wouldn't want to see that zombie because it's like, what is that? It's like, not even a human any, I mean, it's, I guess you're not human, I guess, when you're a zombie, but like melted skin and bones, yeah. like walking around. And the actor who did it is so, did such a great job. And, you know, uh, I just, you know, for, for what they had to work with, they, this movie was, a game changer. And I never really heard much about it as a kid after seeing it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just a movie that my mom allowed me to watch. And then (laughs) I remembered saying, Oh, I like this movie, but that was it. Um, and whenever I would hear about zombie movies, I would ask other people, had you seen return of living dead? They'd be like, what? No, night of living dead. No return. Right. (laughs) And they'd never heard about it. So yeah, well, I'm go. I'm glad we're bringing it to the forefront here because it. I got to say, I'm I'm a fan. After watching it, I was expecting one thing, and then it turned into something completely different. And yeah, <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and it's so interesting because you're right. Like for the time, it's pretty much a game changer. That that whole scene after they open the tank and it's just the face like melting, melting. away unbelievable like i just and it's one of those things where like i think credits are rolling at the same time and it's like these credits gotta go like i'm trying to watch this thing <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's the opening scene and the the first the first scene i think sets up everything really nicely in the um in the warehouse and you know like everything before the credits because the credits come like i think 15 minutes in or 10 minutes into the show i think just the character work and and it's just so it's so much more layered than a typical zombie movie usually is usually the zombie movie is like okay here we are and here are the characters <laughs> and then you just spend your time thinking about okay well which one of these characters is gonna die who's gonna die right. they're all gonna die and you know mo- it's really interesting more than half the the uh, um human characters s- survive the zombies right. in the mo- in this movie um, which I think is great. And absolutely. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like every time you think you get a handle on this film, it throws you something unexpected, like the fact that most of the humans that you're following this whole time technically survive until the end until they decide to blow up 20 blocks <laughs> of Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> to contain this thing. I yeah well and also the um the the other like disturbing piece is the the 
half woman oh, that's on yes. the table. Yeah. Just really disturbing and interesting that she's willing to tell them what's going on and why they eat brains and why, why they eat w- what they do. And, you know, like the whole, the thought process behind that is just, it's really great. And obviously the, the art makeup and the artistry and the puppetry, you know, yeah. is great, you know? <laughs> you can hear me. Yes. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. It hurts to be dead. I can feel myself rot. Eating brains. How does that make you feel? It makes the pain go away. Absolutely. And it is interesting that like this, you know, she's a half woman. She's somehow made it into the morgue and she's a sentient being. And it's almost like she's saying it's not personal. It's just I'm in a lot of pain. And I need mm-hmm. help with that. And the only way to help that is uh, your brains. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's it's pretty jarring because, again, it's like, okay, we know they say brains. And then they're on the radio saying, send more paramedics, send more cops. And now we have, like, full sentences on top of it. Full you know? sentences. She's Amazing. speaking to them, having a conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then that yeah, paired with Freddie after, like, he kind of uh, fully turns. It's like, it's a whole new zombie for me. And I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> Be, just having, yeah, and seeing that that moment of him dying and then, like, seeing him turn and, like, his thought process, how it all starts to shift and how he was in pain. And then also the... um uh Er, uh, Bert getting in the um, burning oh. himself in the yes in the, the incinerator fire thing incinerator yeah you know good grief how sad and you know <laughs> but I like even as a zombie he was like I'm gonna sacrifice myself yeah you know yeah well and it's it is kind of sad especially because like when it starts getting bad he's like I need to call my wife like I need to yeah. call my wife and tell her that like something's up. And then in the mm-hmm. end, it's like he takes off his ring and he says a prayer and he's like, I'm not going to live like this. That's not how it's going to happen, which is like crazy. And like, again, unexpected of like, I just assumed that he was going to cause more trouble because Freddie was causing more trouble. I, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> It's true. I mean, and the the fact that he my fa- one of my favorite moments is when he decides to when when the after the gas comes out and they come to because mm-hmm. the gas knocks them out at, from the when they go into the basement to see the stupid canister of the dead zombie that's been <laughs> contained and they they hit it and they're like oh it's it's a it's a sturdy canister and then of course they hit it and the course the it starts leaking gases and everything. Right. The fa- Once they do that, 
and then uh, go back upstairs once they finally come to, and they could smell it everywhere. And they're like, oh, it's all over my clothes. It's everywhere. It's in the air. The fact that he's like, let me get some Lysol and spray right. some deodorizer around here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to do it. Right. <laughs> So what's funny about that is one of the things I read online was that they actually reached out to Lysol to be like, is it okay if we say Lysol in the movie? And Lysol was like, yes, we want it to be known that in a case like this, Lysol will help with the smell. Which <laughs> 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 is like so nuts. Oh uh, my gosh. That is, I love that. Yeah. Get the, get the Lysol, you know, know. it'll kill the germs. <laughs> Side note, we are not sponsored by Lysol here, just in case. <laughs> but call me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It 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 literally throws you for a curveball every second. And like, because you're right, like the tough guy's the first one to get killed, like pretty violently. And then you Extremely have Extremely it was a gro- grotesque um by the tar man. It was yeah. grotesque. And two of them, it's like it's like these zombies are like biting into apples, but the apples are other people's heads. It's like, yeah. Ugh. I don't know what these, these zombies have some good dental plans. I know. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who their dentist is. Cause uh, I need to give them a call for sure. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what else to like say about this movie. Cause it feels like every single moment is, is interesting and divert. I mean, the dog split in half coming back to life. Even it was like all such- those little details. <laughs> yeah, are yeah. The dog split in half. The butterflies. Mm-hmm. You know, for the listeners, it's it's the 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 it's this whole thing takes place in a medical pl- supply warehouse where there are dead, lots of dead items. Mm. De- you know, skeletons and dead humans and cadavers and things that you would operate on in science class and probably dead frogs and dead dogs and stuff for uh, biology class. And so all that stuff just comes to life when they burn, when the, when the, when the gas escapes the canister and spreads all over the warehouse. Mm. And so it's just, everything becomes completely reanimated. And I think that was just like, you know, it's a really clever way to think about you know, what causes zombie, zombiness right. in the beginning, because we'd never really thought about it. I mean, and I can't say we never thought about it, but it hadn't really been explained and it hasn't, it's not really explained in a lot of other things either. Granted, this, um, this movie doesn't tell us how that one zombie became a zombie, uh, tar man, but mm. we can see how it spreads and how like it's a chemical. You know yeah. what I mean? And gosh. Yeah. yeah. You've been vaccinated? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like the attention to detail of like, okay, if the gas does get out in this specific place, in what we know how these zombies are going to work, what in this building is going to also get reanimated? Because like mm-hmm. the half dogs for veterinary school was kind of like a throwaway when it's first presented to us of like, oh yeah, Freddie, we've got half dogs here for the veterinary school and we've got, you know, skeletons from India. And it's like, we're learning about all like this medical supply. And then to come back after this gas escapes 
knowing that it has reanimated things. And the dog is like wagging its tail and whimpering. It's like, oh, we didn't need to do that. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't need to go there. It would have been enough to just see people, like dead yeah. bodies, you know, coming back to life. Right. But butterflies pinned to a thing, flapping their yeah. wings. <laughs> oh. oh. Zombie butterflies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. I wonder if zombie. I wonder if the zombie butterflies want to eat. That's a human good brains. Oh, I don't know. But apparently, it's the endorphins in the in the brain. Oh, that they like. Okay. Because it it's <laughs> a pain. It's a pain reliever. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, endorphins make you happy, and yeah. and happy people don't just kill their husbands. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just so, I mean, we have the tar man, we have, you know, several skeletons coming out of the ground, like, there's that pretty striking, you know, first skeleton that pops up and just opens its eyes, which has kind of become, like, the iconic thing, I mean, not the iconic thing, but one of the iconic things from this movie to come out, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's the shot that we get, like, once they start realizing it, that's the shot we get at the end of the movie to freeze frame on just to like remind you like hey they're still popping up out of the ground and it's Mm -hmm. just yeah it's like it's all the small details it's the the strangely good performances it's i mean what's not to love about this movie agreed (laughs) excuse me and so i mean do you so you watch this film when you were a kid is that correct? Yeah, I watched it for the first time when I was younger. I don't remember exactly how old. Probably like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Was it like just Maybe on TV? Younger. <laughs> I mean, like... I, I watched it on TV with my mom. Okay. Didn't okay. see it in the movie theater. We, we rented it. Mm-hmm. I remember we rented it. Because um, I remember <laughs> seeing a, this, this woman, uh, Linnea Quigley, who plays Trash. Mm-hmm. And seeing her leg warmers and making an association to that, and Jane Fonda, who had a <laughs> legendary uh-huh. s- series of workout videotapes, and and so whenever I, for for a while, whenever I saw a workout video, I think, oh, is she going to become a zombie too? You know, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I saw it in the eighties, in the in the mid to late eighties, probably okay. like eighty seven, eighty eight. Okay, m- maybe. <laughs> so I was less than. Eight years old. Ooh, that's that's My mom early. knew I liked scary movies at a young age, though. <laughs> well, so then let me ask you, as somebody who you know loves a good scary movie, because because girl, I get it. Um, you know, what would you do in a situation like that? Like, if you found yourself in like the Night of the Living Dead situation, what would you think you would do? I mean, I would run. The minute I saw <laughs> one person um, coming back to life, as soon as I knew right. that that was going to happen, I'd get just get out of there. And I'd say, y'all, we have to just go. I don't care. Let's go. Nothing. Right. Just meet me at the thing. I'll go. And I would get as far away from that as I could. I would just run and never stop running. Yeah. I guess that's what you have to do with zombies. You, They don't stop. That is true. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. They never decide, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got it. Like, you did your cardio yeah. this week. I can tell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's true. Well, they, and so I would get on a boat and sail my way somewhere. I don't know. I mean, eventually, whatever the zombie sicknesses would catch up with us, right? I mean, you because it's think. impossible to leave and go where there's no other people. And if you yeah. did that, then what's the point? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, and it's really not clear, like what to do to stop these zombies either because at first it's well you shoot them in the brain or you you kill the brain and that's how you get rid of them nope well go for the heart nope we'll burn them nope that makes it worse (laughs) and then it's it's just kind of you know oh we'll we'll shoot them nope we'll stab them nope it's like there's no clear way other than setting off a bomb it seems (laughs) to like stop these zombies either to stop the masses of them absolutely yeah yeah I agree. Yeah, it's it's not that clear. And they don't, that's one thing, they don't do a very good job of explaining or at least allowing us to see that the, that the characters in the movies get it. Like, understand Mm. how to kill. Like, you know, obviously they kill some of the zombies, but you don't, it's less about them killing the zombies. It's more about them just running for their lives and, and, and surviving the attacks by the zombies. Yeah. Um, You know, and so, and there's not a lot of fighters in this group, mm, you know? That is true. Like, I think Spider kind of gets it towards the end of, like, trying to fight off these things. But for the most part, it's like, I'm just going to hit them with this and hope for the best. Yeah. Just pick up something <laughs> and throw it. Oh, that didn't work. Run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Which it, I think is very realistic. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't <laughs> think anybody is truly ready for a zombie apocalypse if it were to happen. I'm like, not. <laughs> right? And I'm not, for sure. I have not been doing my cardio. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting. I wanted to also, like, touch upon the the first scene with Tarman, just because you have Tina, who runs up the stairs, the stairs break. And apparently that, she didn't know that was going to happen, which is pretty crazy, which is why she doesn't get up and like start running again is because she was like caught off guard in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they, um, you know, they were just into the realism that the director um, was like, yeah, let's, let's surprise her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> or maybe crazy. she didn't know which stare it was going to be. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Cause like I, and granted watching it, I'm like, girl, you gotta do something. Like you're just hanging there. He's coming. And then she finally yeah, lets go. Up, girl. Yeah. It's like, get up girl. You gotta go. And nothing. <laughs> And so it kind of like reading that kind of made me think like, oh, like maybe she didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Like maybe the pla- the panic was real. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I just thought, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. I just thought that was so interesting of like, and Tina, I find interesting just because she is a little one dimensional and she is a little bit just, I need to find my boyfriend and dead things are after me. I need to find my boyfriend. Like she's, she has a very singular focus. She's so focused <laughs> on getting to her boyfriend, Yeah, which it worked, it's, but it's interesting how hard she had to work to get to her boyfriend considering he was there the whole time. And it's only in three locations right. on the same pro- property, They're right. either in the graveyard in the mortuary or in the supply house. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, and then she finally does get him and it's like, for the safety of the group, we're going to put them in another room. And she's like, well, I'm going to stay here. I have to be with Freddie. He's in pain. And it's like, girl, no. <laughs> girl, no. Girl, you don't see what's happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, very focused on 
on being with her boyfriend and even the like the party kids whose names I cannot remember Casey and something the 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 girl who's just like I just want to party I just want to party oh yeah yeah, yeah. um it's Chuck Chuck, Chuck and Casey yes even they are kind of like they're very helpless throughout most of the movie. And like, they're smart enough to lock themselves in a place where it doesn't seem like any zombies know that they're there. <laughs> but other than that, it's just, it's just hiding the whole time. Yeah. It's just it's, hiding. Yeah. It's about, they all end up hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it's so funny. Everything is very like, high intensity throughout this film, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got these rambunctious teens who are like, we're going to party in the cemetery and that's going to be cool. And then it's fighting for your lives the whole time. And then it kind of goes into this like almost calmer pace towards the end, right before they blow up the town. Cause it's Bert on the phone. You don't really know what, um, I mean, it seems, and they don't really communicate it very well, but you can kind of see the start to see the writing on the wall, but it does feel like, okay, they have a contingency plan. They're going to save, our government's going to save us. Right. You know? (laughs) LOL, JK. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And because it's a very calm conversation of Bert being like, uh, Bert and the Colonel just being like, you know, this is what's happening He's asking follow-up questions about what's going on, this, that, and the other. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, they have a plan. Great. And then everything is just white, blinding light. (laughs) I feel so bad for those people. I know. He's like, so what did you do? Okay, and then what did you, what did they do? Okay, so what did you do then? (laughs) And what effect did that have? Oh, I see. Yeah. Hang on one second. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you do? And I can only imagine on the other line, Bert is like, we ran for our lives. Like that was the only We ran. (laughs) I understand. What else is there to do? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what a fabulous film to come on with. Because I know we had initially had talked about um, talking about Midsummer which mm-hmm. I had I had seen before and was going to, you know, rewatch for posterity's sake and my memory. But this was so fun because it was something that's been on my radar to like watch and I just haven't had like it's nice when somebody comes on and picks something I haven't seen cuz it's like, well now you have to watch it and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could provide that for you. <laughs> Me too. It was so fun and I mean it kind of feels like we've reached a natural stopping point in the conversation unless there's something else you would like to talk about this film which i'm more than happy to do (laughs) i mean i love talking about that i could talk about this forever but i know that the (laughs) list i don't want to the next thing for us to do is just start reciting all the lines from the film and just reenacting it and we shouldn't do that we should allow the listeners to go and watch it themselves yes absolutely (laughs) they should have the experience for themselves i agree Well, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, it's been a delight. You're welcome to come back anytime if you want to talk about your other favorite spooky movies. I'm a spooky girl. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. And I mean, I love it. Yes. And so, I mean, you're on social media, of course. You know, where can people find you? What are you doing? What should we be looking forward to? All of those things. 
Well, everyone should check me out, Peppermint247. You can hear my new music from my latest album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. My next album, Moment of Weakness, Letters to My Lovers, comes out in August. And then they should keep their channels tuned to Out TV for Call Me Mother, and brand new drag reality TV show. Yeah, You can find out about all that at Peppermint247 on all my socials. Love that. So excited. <laughs> and I mean, again, congratulations on Thank you. being a justice ambassador. So excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah the uh, ambassador to trans justice with the ACLU. The ACLU has been working to say uh, for equality for over a hundred years. And it's great to be connected to them. Uh, Cause right now there's a lot of anti-trans legislation happening. And so mm. um, it's great to be connected with them. People should visit ACLU.org to know how they can help. Yes, girl. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited for you. And I mean, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. My it's just been wonderful. Thank you. Another huge, huge, huge thank you to Miss Peppermint for coming on the show and talking about her favorite film, The Return of the Living Dead. I honestly had so much fun chatting about this film and really getting into it and really, you know, seeing the movie for what it is, which is like a dark, spooky horror comedy, but also really getting into like the nitty gritty between the lines aspects. And of course, Peppermint is such an amazing person and just so wonderful to talk to and so approachable. I was really nervous and you can probably tell (laughs) in the interview, but she was so wonderful. Honestly, would love to have her back anytime and, and talk more spooky because that is what I'm here for. And just like that, we are in to season three. Did you miss us? Did you miss this movie content? Because I know we had a lot of fun over the summer and now we're back to our regularly scheduled program and gosh, we are just getting started. Now, of course, if you liked this episode, you want more. Is this your first episode? Is this your most recent episode? Of course, we have seasons one, seasons two, and our summer session that we just finished that you can listen to in the meantime. But don't worry, I'll be back next Friday with more film content. But I understand if you can't wait that long. I really do. And so in the meantime, you can track us on social media. Our Instagram is at scopophilia underscore podcast, and our TikTok account is at scopophilia the podcast. And if that's not enough for you, and you're like, I just, I just wish there was a way I could tell everybody that I meet day to day in the world that I love Scopophilia. Well, I have a solution for that too because we have merch online. If you look in the bio of our Instagram account, there is a link that will take you directly to our merch. Uh, Additionally, if you want to do it the old school, old fashioned way, you can go to NC Podcasts slash Scopophilia and that will bring up our show page on our network site. And of course, we have hats and totes and shirts that all have our name and the logo, and they're pretty great. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but they are very nice. 
And since you're exploring the interwebs as it is, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Helps us out a lot, and I love hearing what you guys have to say about our new and emerging content and our guests and our movies and everything in between. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And since you are, you know, such a big fan of the show, which I know you are, uh, <laughs> don't forget to tell your friends and your family and your family of friends and your friends of family about the show. We love to keep up the conversation and we love hearing from you guys. And so why not spread that love around with everybody that you know? As always, I'm your host, Becky Teller, leading the millennial movie movement here on Scopophilia. And I'll see you all next Friday. Bye.